A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. World Game Changers, hello, wherever you are in the world. Today, I'm joined by a lady from New Jersey in the United States of America by the name of Swarupa Guru. Swarupa, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. And listeners, what we thought we'd talk about is what can we do to make the world a better place? So, Swarupa, why did that particular title have a, uh, a deep meaning for you? end of the day uh, to be happy in this world uh, the, it, everything needs to be uh, like you need to be happy to be in a better place and to be happy uh, you need to make your environment happy and the environment uh, will be only happy if we make it better every day because there are so many things which needs to be fixed though it is a very um, as I mentioned earlier, it is a very difficult thing to discuss. Uh, there are so many things to make this world uh, better. Uh, so, uh, if you th- if you ask me, the main thing is everybody needs to be happy to uh, be in a better place. Hmm, Okay, so everybody needs to be happy. So when we look at the big challenges in the world today, what, you know, are there some, I mean, there's some big challenges, massive challenges, as we know, Uh, they've been around for a long time. You know, if you had that magic wand, Swarupa, and you could just, you know, like the fairy godmother, just have one big wish, what would it be? I know happiness is there, but when in terms of addressing some of the big big, massive issues in the world. Is there one thing that you think, if we solve that one, then a lot of the other stuff would just kind of fall into place? Or is that being too simple? Yeah, I would think uh, I will definitely want to uh, make everyone equal. Equality is something like in everywhere. If you see in this world, there are a lot of people who are uh, below poverty line. There are uh, the money is not distributed that uh, the wealth is basically not distributed in that way so that uh, it can give happiness to everyone so that is the one thing I need to I want to fix because uh, if uh, it, the wealth is distributed equally uh, then people will uh, end up not end up uh, being hungry they will not end up being on streets so Eventually, for a human being to be happy, I think uh, food and a shelter and something to wear, that, that those three basic things is what they definitely need. And then definitely there are other things to add on to it. But if all those things are there with all of them in the world, then I think it will be much better condition than what we have right now. Mm. Because, I mean... This, as, as we've said, well, as I've said, and, and, and you know, I'm hearing you agree, Swahupa, that really of all these massive challenges out there, isn't it true that a lot of the times it's 
not so much the challenge, but the way we look at the challenge. And if we kind of give in to these, you know, these big issues out there, then we kind of become raw, we become part of the problem rather than the solution. So do you feel that there's some there's some power in us as individuals, every single individual one of us say, okay, I might not be able to change that massively on a global level, but I can certainly change with me the way I look at it. And by me being more positive, by me being more happy, that actually will have a big knock-on effect to the world. Does, does that does that kind of make yeah, sense? Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, Paul, I completely agree. Like, see, they, uh, uh, when we see any homeless people on street, for whatever reason, maybe because uh, they have chose something wrong in their life or whatever reason they are right now in that situation. But that does not make them a less human. They are still a human being like you and me. So I believe uh, we, uh, when we uh, look at anyone else, we should not look... Uh, low on them we should respect whoever it is doesn't matter if it is a homeless it doesn't matter if it is a industrialist or anything so if we are giving that happiness to one person also it makes if everybody will try to make the one person at least happy then also it will make a big difference i completely agree mm. we're kind of like pebbles in the pond aren't we with the you know we, we being the best pebble we can be, we get dropped in a pond and we have like a positive ripple effect to, to every, just ripples out, doesn't it? And we can, you know, there's some real simple things that we can do, isn't there? Or each and every one of us. And, you know, simple things like just smiling at somebody, giving somebody two or three minutes in a conversation, you know, a touch of the hand, an arm round the shoulder, you know, maybe even a peck on the cheek, depending, you know, what the culture is or what the situation is. But that kind of reaching out, that connection to say, yeah, human being to human being, I'm with you, I'm connecting. But we don't do these basics, do we, Svoboda? We don't do it enough. Definitely. A lot of us are not doing, even we also try a lot, but there are times definitely we are also not able to do the same. One, what you are saying, that reminds me of my father when I was growing up. He's no more with me anymore, but always he's there inside my heart. He used to tell me that uh, you, when you talk to someone, you are not spending a single penny on it so that so why not talk some nicely give them a smile give them a warmth you are not losing anything mm. you are not paying out of your pocket so always he has always taught me to be nicer to anyone whoever it is it is uh, maybe an enemy maybe a someone you don't know may, whoever it is always greet with a smile always uh, try to exchange that smile with anyone you can that is what he has taught me and I try to follow as much as I can. Mm. But still, I would think I, we need to do more. I think still there is still more I can do uh, to, for others. That's an interesting statement. You still feel that there's more that you can do for others, such as, so do you want to give us an insight into what you feel you could do more of? Uh, See, right now, uh, I am being a working woman, being a house, uh, being taking care of being a mother, being a wife, being a daughter. 
there are so many responsibility i am tied in i want to go out go to more self i i do whenever i get time but i think uh, i should need i want to take out more time and go and spend with people who really uh, are in need right now recently uh, last sunday one of uh, a elderly lady in our community she passed away she doesn't have any kids so she has been ailing since last 10 years she is she was she is living 10 10 minutes from my house uh we have been going there are a lot of other friends we because they don't have kids so we being we like respected them as our parents and as kid whatever duty we need to do we usually go cook food take uh, over sit chit chat but uh now whatever yeah, i was able to give only twice a month or so i am not a but i right now when she is no more i feel like i should have given little more time so in that way there are like her there are a lot of people there who doesn't don't have anyone where they need people to just sit and talk to so i think we need some uh, kind uh, we need more people because i cannot alone go to everywhere so i need lot of people like me who can go spend time with people who need to talk sit and they just want to listen uh, they want people to listen to them yeah and then that's very 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 true isn't it very true and it's the simplicity of life for everyone i just think over the you know over the years over the generations i think we've lost certainly in more modern te- modern day time speaking about my own lifetime i mean i've seen a dramatic change in in how life is to you know say it was when when i was a kid and and i'm not going to necessarily say for the better because we've lost in the main that that desire to connect and to chat and even because i i honestly believe as human beings each and every one of us we're like master storytellers we love to tell stories you know it doesn't matter what it, what you know what the focus is whether it's the men folk telling about you know whatever it is or the the women folk talking about whatever it is but we love to kind of have that be around that campfire talk share a meal share a drink and just share that connection and i think that's been lost certainly i i completely agree with you paul if if you ask me i uh see the difference between me and my daughters uh the way we connected with our friends when we were growing up the way we connected with our parents though i would definitely i know the love and affection is still there they love the uh, the way i loved my parents they, they love me the way uh, the same uh, way but still i don't see the kind of connection or kind of uh uh i not exactly getting the word but uh, the way we used to react we used to show our love and affection and uh, connect with people that is not there anymore in this generation even mm-hmm. we i don't see that the same thing with their own friends also for very small things they break up they move they uh, move away from each other uh, so all those things like right now when i am seeing them grown growing up i sometimes i cannot uh, understand because that is the not, not the way we grew up we have a, we had a very uh, different kind of atmosphere all around because we were so involved now that involvement is not there i would say 
Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is it what just made me re recall something? So I replied a conversation with uh, a young person um, in her early 20s recently, and she was on about relationships, we're talking about relationships. And she said, the difference is nowadays, there's that much choice out there. You know, talking about, you know, do what's young people's attitude towards love generally and connection. And she said, well, you know, maybe from your generation, it was a bit more about being with one person, hopefully when you got married for the rest of your life. She said, with our generation, it's not because we just, we think that life is so quick, it's so short that if we're not happy with that person, we move on very quickly and we just get out of that relationship. Yeah, yeah. There is no sense of compromise. Our time was more compromising, sacrificing, making adjustments. So this generation, I don't, I see the lack of, uh, even if, if my daughter is too young, even my younger sister is like nine, 10 years younger to me. She, uh, I believe, uh, also will not agree to me. She also does not agree on uh, sacrificing or adjusting. She says, no, if I'm not happy, then bye-bye. I will move on. I will do, I will get more friends. I'll do something else in my life. Mm. It doesn't matter whether it is a relationship or a job. They move out so quickly. They are so practical. I think we, our generation, like my generation was more towards the emotional side. We always think from the heart. We always, mm. whatever we, before taking any step, we always think, okay, if I, do we do this, what will the uh, family go through? Is it okay for everyone? So that is how I grew up. That, that was always my thought process while growing up. Mm. Before me, I always kept my family that, are they going to suffer with my decision? That is how, but now it has changed. Is it too simplistic then to suggest that that difference, the way, you know, the younger generation are now compared to, you know, uh, dare I say the way we was, although I'm probably even a bit older than you, Swahupa, but certainly from, you know, that generation where, and I don't agree with this statement, by the way, because I think this is pushing it too far the other way. But you ever heard that saying, you've made your bed, so you lie in it. In other words, be totally committed to your, you know, what decision you've made. Um, and I've, you know, I witnessed my own mother do that to her uh, massive detriment. But is it too simplistic to say that the younger generation are the way, you know, this kind of quick move on mentality is down to technology because they communicate through phones, through iPads, through the Internet, you know, Instagram, social media. It's all kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm sure my age now, but for me, it's not real. No, definitely. I also don't think it is real. They, there is no physical interaction between them most of they are dependent if they are in one room also i see them uh, chatting on the phone they don't talk to each other anymore it's all chat they even they don't pick up the phone and talk they mostly try to write and your emotions your feelings will not come out the way it will come out when you are talking so when you are talking to a person the person will understand you better I, that is what i feel mm. but i'm not sure uh, but uh, I think, yes, uh, I agree. Maybe this technology has taken, I'm not, uh, is it good? But for me, I think it is a setback from what we were doing, how we were connected. Yeah. And this is probably, you know, I, I always kind of smile when in these kind of conversations because I think, okay, 
imagine that you've got a room full of people and you didn't know their ages and, and say you was blindfolded so you couldn't look at them and judge them and say well I think that that person is I don't know in the 20s in the 30s 40s 50s whatever and you put a blindfold on and you just listen to the way people speak and I think you could probably say right Certain people that say that go into the room on the left and certain people that say that go into the room on the right. And so they'd be guided into a room on the left or on the right. And then what you'd have is a room on the left that would be full of, I don't know, 40 plus something people for age group wise. And on the other side, you'd have all these young people and you'd be able to tell that by their answers because of all the reasons that you've mentioned there, really, that, you know, that kind of, I don't know, am I, de- am I being kind of disrespectful or, or, or generalising to say that lack of emotion? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. A lack of emotion is definitely there what you will find. Mm. I, will, I will definitely agree. This generation does not have that... Uh, emotional bonding with each other because in terms of the title of this uh, this podcast episodes about what can we do to make the world a better place well maybe one one simple solution is inject more emotion back into the world you know dare i say let's inject more love back into the world or more visible love you know that as you said with your daughters you know they love you you know it's there but that, you know, as humans, and I don't care how tough we think we are or how strong we think we are, we still need that little bit of reassurance, that look, that touch, you know, that that whatever, just to say, you know, that, that pr- proof is probably too strong a word that somebody does actually love us. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But how, that is the main challenge. How to... Uh develop that emotional value and quotient in them mm. well, that is something which i think is a much bigger uh, topic to be discussed yeah. but yes that is definitely what you are saying i agree if we can do that then uh, we would see a different world altogether mm. maybe just maybe i mean when you look at patterns in life you know that uh, things have a habit of coming again in a cycle, don't they? So, you know, whatever the culture or culture of the world is at one given decade, it changes. And music's a prime example of that, isn't it? So, you know, if you say to somebody, I don't know, in the 60s, what was the best era for music? You know, and they'll probably say, well, the 60s were great um, because that's when they were growing up and, you know, and that, then if you spoke to somebody's in the 70s, they'd probably say, well, you know, the 50s were great. And in the 80s, the 40s were great. And I think every kind of generation, every 10 years, whether it's mm-hmm. music or attitude towards life, it changes, doesn't it? And that's, you know, I'm just using that one example of music. But I also believe that what, go- what goes round keeps coming round. So maybe this kind of, merry-go-round that we're on we will see a natural return to you know that more affectionate display of love that you know certainly you and i grew up with always more aware of let's put it that way yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But uh, we have still we need to do something about it. Is what we cannot just sit and wait. Whatever small changes we can try to bring in our own children, maybe we in that way slowly it will start going towards that merry-go-round. I've just had a kind of humorous thought here, so I hope so. You know, when our kids are young, we we usually give them chores to do to try and earn a bit of pocket money. Um, and this this is an attempt at humour. So maybe every Saturday when we hand the pocket money over, it's like, okay, part of your chores now is a hug. You've got to give me a hug and you've got to peck me on the cheek. Otherwise, you don't get no pocket money. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the reaction would be on that. Yes. And then again, it depends on the kids. Uh, there are few kids who would love to do it. There will be few who will still not be interested. Mm. So other than equality then, I mean, you know, environmentalism, where would that be on your list of um, what we could do to make the world a better place? You know, we hear so much around that term global warming and how the planet allegedly is, you know, is kind of on its knees. I don't know if the last 18 months has um, impacted that dramatically long term. It certainly has short term. You know, what, yeah. where does that sit with you, Svahupa, environmentalism? Environmentalism is also, it, it goes equally. You, there are so many things. If you are right now, say the, uh, the water problem, everywhere, every country is uh, either facing or somebody is going to face soon. The water, the, uh, the kind, uh, the amount of tree being cut. So all those things is going to impact our human beings, right? Like because of COVID, whatever has happened, so many, uh, uh, if you think uh, naturally, maybe something, some came back. If you see there are, in, if I see just in India, pollution went down a lot because, but that is, we didn't need a COVID to happen to do that. We should have done that way earlier. We should not have been in this stage when this, uh, uh, when the uh, kind of COVID thing will happen and then this uh, pollution will go down, all those things needed to be done way ahead to clear water. The way people are making it dirty, it needs we need to have more people putting more effort to have clean water for everyone who will be able to drink. Mm. There are so many countries facing this problem right now. So in your opinion, then, I mean, are there any simple changes that each and because that personal responsibility, whether we're talking about the the closeness of relationships, you know, the emotions or affecting the planet externally, you know, either way, it starts with us as an individual, doesn't it? We have to take that personal responsibility, each and every one of us. And, you know, I I don't know about you, but I've heard it said countless times well, what, I'm just one small dot on, on the universe. I can't make a difference. But it, we can, can't we? Because we can make a difference in our own right. And then one becomes two, becomes four. You know, that, that domino, that compounding effect. Together, we really, really massively can change the world, can't we? No, definitely. I, we, I am doing my bit. Whatever needs to be done, I 
try to do but that does not mean it is not going to change so the way what you are doing or what i am doing we need to have more and more people <clears throat> maybe our in, uh, make our younger generation aware of it where they are going when they will be and our age they should not be facing uh, lack of water so we need to make them aware of it right now not wasting time uh, like over water uh, being more keeping the area around them whatever they could making it clean trying to go volunteer uh, help clean some areas all those things needs to be uh, right now uh, like they need to do they need to start we need to put that in their mind that they need to take care of the world where they are growing because it belongs to them we have yeah. already uh, like almost uh, 40 50 years we have already uh, we have done what our bit so now the next generation has to step ahead and take this responsibility it is only you and me or few of us are not, cannot make this difference but yes definitely it has to be done otherwise they uh, they are the one who are going to suffer we might not be there at the time but they will definitely suffer environmentally if things does not uh, start we don't start things to uh, we don't start taking care of the, our environment right now and what you've described there is perfect for the reason that world game changes was set up so to build this network this global network of people that can support our young people we you know as you know so I hope we've got young ambassadors coming through that are being um, nurtured along they are our future they are the future directors of of the movement of the world game changes movement you know their voice matters they they they're in touch with things they see the world so differently and one of the things that i'm involved with personally is bridging that gap between the the younger generation and the older generation because there's so much blame towards each other and there's no cohesion in the middle and you know one of the things that as i say that i'm passionate about is bridging that gap and filling that void with love to say we both actually need each other you know the energy the enthusiasm of youth needs to be nurtured with the the wisdom of experience and age and i think you put those two together you've got a very 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 powerful combination and i think one that mother nature is going to be very happy about any thoughts around that swahuba i definitely do that is like absolutely agree towards that see i don't blame the younger generation altogether also uh, because that is how they grew up since when we were growing up there was no uh, media no the, there was hardly anything so but when they were born they grew up from the time they they were born they were given a phone some ipad uh, so we as parents also have given them those liberty to go through all those things so they are completely not to be blamed is what i think it is uh, as parents we have also we have made them uh, look through uh, like make them more interested in those gadgets Mm. so now i think it is uh, if we can bridge the gap we can make the youth generation understand what like our generation and the elderly our generation to understand what their point of view is why they are like that why they are not the way we are so that will help us 
make a stronger community. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So I want to ask one final question to as we start to close uh, this episode out. So Hooper, but just hold that thought for a moment. Um, do you have uh, any contact details if people would like to reach out to you? Is that something you'd like to do? I mean, some guests remain private and they don't share their uh, contact details, but I always offer that opportunity because, like I say, some people are in business, got a website or, or just social media or whatever. Is, is there anything that you'd like to share contact detail-wise? I, have, uh, I don't have any business or anything like that, but yes, I am open to connect with people with the same kind of interest. Uh, so I have my Facebook ID. Uh, it is on my first and last name, Swarupa Guru. Anyone can search me there. Uh, they can connect me in on WhatsApp. They can connect me on Instagram. All those places, I am definitely there. Uh, it, it is a public profile. They can definitely reach out to me if they are also interested in the same way what I want, like the way what I want to do to make this world a better place. Uh, and then I would also love to know what, if they can give me more ideas because I don't know everything. There are so many things for me to learn too. So mm. I want to learn from some uh, such kind of people and I want them to help. I want, uh, so that is how I people can connect with me if they want to. Super. And those... Uh... Those contact details, listeners, as ever, will be in the um, in the show notes, in the podcast episode show notes. So finally, then, Swahu, with a big question, just the one thing, that one small baby step that we can take. Well, you know, reaching out to the world, you know, maybe one person listens to this podcast, maybe a million, I don't know. Uh, but either way, what would be that message, that one short, sharp message that you'd send to the world? in the context of how we can make the world a better place? I would say that one sentence will be, let's start loving each and every one. Just yes. share love is what I would say. That is love and warmth will heal all the pain and if anyone is having any. So that is what I, I would say. And I say this every time, Swahupa, right at the end where I ask guests to sum up. And what I've found time and time and time and time again is the simplicity and the very few words that are used. And you've just done the same thing. You know, very few words used there, but how powerful that message is. It's, yeah, it just shows one of the other things that maybe we need to go back to basics on listeners is the power of simplicity. And I want to yeah. leave it there. I'd like to leave it there. So Hooper, thank you so much for your part in this. I thank really you value, so much, Paul. Really Paul. value, you know, your thoughts, your ideas, both as a human being generally and certainly as a mother. So, um, yeah. So there we have it, listeners. All that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember... The world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?